From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Less than two weeks to go. Yes, we can all breathe a sigh of relief. Michelle, last time we spoke, the Reserve Bank had just put up interest rates for the first time in 11 years. The government might have hoped that it could have made the argument for not changing teams while there's sort of stormy waters ahead, but it doesn't seem to be playing out that way for them, does it? No, it's not. And you're right. The government did think that bringing the debate back to economic matters, albeit via the interest rate uh, route, might have helped them. But in fact, I think that uh, it's gone the other way. And what we saw in the polls at the weekend was that Labor was maintaining its very solid lead. You would normally think by this stage of the campaign that the government would have at least closed the gap somewhat, but that hasn't happened, even though, of course, uh, Anthony Albanese has had a few problems uh, along the campaign road. Okay, and Catherine Deves, the Liberal candidate for Warringah, who's been in the headlines in controversial ways for the whole campaign, is back in the news again today. This time she's describing gender reassignment surgery as mutilation. Scott Morrison keeps backing her. Why is he doing this? And is it really the kind of vote winner that he seems to believe it is? The main reason why he seems to think that she is a good candidate is that he reckons that in the outer suburbs and in seats where there's a high ethnic vote, her views on trans people in sport playing against women and girls will resonate. She's been a campaigner against this and he thinks that many people are concerned about this. But in fact, I think that this is such a niche issue that that assumption is uh, very, very dubious. And uh, on the other hand, in the uh, so-called teal seats where you have more progressive voters, I think that the whole Catherine Deeves issue will play against the incumbent Liberals, because uh, her views would be just beyond the pale to so many people. Of course, she had all those offensive tweets about trans people extending well beyond the sporting issue. She apologised for those, but now she seems to have doubled down on uh, some of them, especially this description of uh, surgical mutilation and reignited uh, the whole controversy about her. When he was defending her today, the Prime Minister also fell into error, saying or implying that this surgery was uh, involving people under 18, was involving minors. In fact, people have to be over 18. So uh, he was corrected on the facts as well as the general issue being very controversial for him. Okay, and Michelle, on another issue, there's been some frustration in the wider community that there hasn't been a lot of meaningful discussion about action on climate change during this campaign, especially from the two major parties. Why hasn't there been, do you think? I think that uh, both of the major parties really wanted to relegate this to uh, a second order issue because they are juggling different constituencies, the more progressive areas, uh, the, the city seats where climate change is uh, important to voters 
and also the coal seats, the regions uh, where people aren't too keen on the 2050 target. So uh, they've really got a, not a pact exactly, but a common desire to play down that area to, to some degree. But of course, in the teal seats, it's another story because the independent candidates are very anxious to pursue the climate change issue. And so they're forcing a lot of discussion in those seats uh, with the Liberal incumbents needing to respond convincingly. Okay, and Michelle, let's just talk for a minute about how the media have performed during this campaign. There's been some frustration over the so-called gotcha questions that have been thrown particularly at Anthony Albanese, uh, and he's stumbled over a couple of them. Do you think those are reasonable questions, and are they meaningful in the context of an election campaign or not? I think it depends precisely what the question is. Now, early on, of course, he was asked about the unemployment rate and the cash rate, and he did uh, fall into a big hole there, just didn't know the figures. It's hard to uh, believe that they weren't in his head somewhere, uh, at least the unemployment rate, because it had been talked about so much. But anyway, he clearly had some sort of brain fade, and that started his campaign very badly. I think that a question, however, like the one that he stumbled over last week when he was asked for the half dozen points in his NDIS policy is another matter. They were fairly general points. It's easy not to be able to recite a number of of points straight off. It doesn't mean that he's not across the policy. And I think that was the question that really had some blowback uh, against journalists because members of the public think we want to know about specific issues in a policy rather than whether you can just list dot points. All right. And finally, Michelle, the Liberals are holding their launch on Sunday in Brisbane. uh, And at that time, it will be less than a week to go to polling day, of course. Did they always plan to hold it this late? And is it worthwhile doing it at at such a late stage in the campaign? I think for some time, it's been talked about that it would be this coming weekend. So it was obviously uh, in the books early on. The launches of parties these days tend to be late. Of course, uh, Labor has uh, its done and dusted, but Nevertheless, this is particularly late. I think that uh, Scott Morrison would see this as an opportunity to try and get momentum, to try and sort of storm into the last week, as it were. Now, as things have turned out in this campaign, he needs that momentum more than ever because he's not been able to close the gap uh, at all so far with Labor. And if the polls uh, at this coming weekend are equally bad as they have been in these recent weeks, then he will be going into the the last week in a a pretty desperate position. So it'll need, from his point of view, to be a very good launch, a strong performance. It'll be interesting to see whether he has any fresh policy to announce. But also remember that by that time, we will have had a a week of pre-polling. It seems that a lot of people are getting to the polls early. They want to get their vote over and perhaps tune out from the rest of this uh, campaign. So those voters are lost to all the parties once they've cast their votes. All right, Michelle, terrific to talk with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. 
You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.